Good evening. This is Dr. Zeus of the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. It's Friday. I wanted to spend time alone. You know how sometimes you've had such a crazy week and the last thing you want to do is be around people. And so that's what I'm doing. I went for dinner by myself. Right now I'm recording, talking to all of you. And um, you know what I'm looking forward to? Some of you may not know this, and I notice that a lot of people like to make fun of you two. But I've always been a U2 fan, always. And um, in 2018, I wanted to go see them, and I was going to take my friend for her birthday, and she said, oh, no thanks. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Okay. I love her to death, but she's one of those people where you offer something and she says, oh, no, thanks. I'd rather have this. Doesn't know how to take a gift from people. One time I bought her a gift for Christmas and she said, oh, why didn't you buy me Caligula instead? So it kind of went, oh, okay. Just, you know, very, yeah. Anyway, still love you, but it's like, yeah, she doesn't like you too. And I offered to take her and I was like, shit. So Bono has this new book out. What is it? 40 songs. And he was on um, Stephen Colbert and he did With or Without You. And he talked about the inspiration for that song. It was his wife, Allie. Oh, God. They've had a 40-year marriage. And, I mean, you look at most of the songs are about her. And, oh, God, he has that, you know. He has that voice. He has that voice, and it's, oh, it's just so soulful, and it's so, yeah. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading the book. I really am. I'm really looking forward to reading the book, and um, oh, my God. What what a crazy journey in terms of you look at how long you two has been together. They have been together as a band since 1976. That's when they formed. And they've been recording since 1980. Okay, so the book is called Surrender. Oh, my God. Look at that. Look at that. Woo! This is just powerful. I am going to read it. Most definitely. I mean, can't, I, I, it always baffles me how people don't like them. They don't like you too. Remember when they gave that album for free? I loved it. And then other people, oh, I don't want it in my... Okay. That, that's, society is really fucked up. You are given something free by a really great band. And people complain. I kept the album. Because I absolutely loved it. I loved it. Ballad for Joey Joey Ramone. Oh my god. What a what a song. And so I'm I'm looking forward to reading the book and um I mean my god. The jo- the Joshua Tree and the Unforgettable Fire and Actum Baby and I mean all that you can't leave behind, how to dismantle an atomic bomb. Just masterpieces. Masterpieces. And um, 
there's a there's a beautiful intimacy to certain songs i mean some of my favorites are from the joshua tree you've got running to stand still and you've got red hill mining town you've got god's country uh exit trip through your wires uh one tree hill where the streets have no name that whole album from start to finish there are very few albums that you can listen to from start to finish and the Joshua Tree and Actum Baby. Actum Baby is just wild. I love I love the description of Actum Baby, which was it was the sound of four guys chopping down the Joshua Tree, proverbially. They weren't chopping it down, but sonically, they were, I mean, they went to Germany, they recorded. It really was a different soundscape. And um it was it was crazy. It's it's so it's such a beautiful thing to have this band. And that's and that's why it always I think people are so fucked up. They take them for granted. They have so many great songs. <sighs> I mean you look at um In a Little While, which um Joey Ramone was listening to while he was dying. Because he was, he, in fact, Bono called him right before he died. That says something right there. And Bono has said that the first song, the first singer that he heard after his mother's death was the Ramones, Joey Ramone. And, that, and that's where that song comes from that they put out in 2014. The Miracle of Joey Ramone. Oh, my God. And when I first heard that song, it gave me chills because we know Bono's story and he's talked about it. And to reveal that in a song, woo! I mean, come on, come on. So people, people can hate on you two all they want. I, I, I think that we live, we live in an era where people just want to hate on things, especially artists. Reality stars are fair game. They're fair game. I've said that before. I, I, don't, I don't really like reality stars. I like people who actually have talent and do something. And, and really, I mean, it, <laughs> Lady Gaga said it best. She said, it's really hard to do what she does because it takes a lot of effort. And I, and I noticed that some people in the audience who will remain nameless, who have Oscars, were kind of the way they kind of looked at her as she gave that speech and I thought, "Ooh. Ooh, no. You don't you don't do that." Um so yeah. I'm um I'm just in awe of um Bono. I always have been. I'm not a religious person and the way that he puts and he really is a faithful person. He has faith and and he puts that in his music and um but um yeah yeah what a oh my god i i want to now part 2 of seriously for some critics too seriously when yeah. Bono's Christ-like on stage decades i think critics 
audience a kind of debate. You two Here we go. Either the, the, the most honest and committed band out there or the most pretentious and Both. You know, self-righteous. Both. Not Both? No, not self-righteous. There's definitely any, an R in our company and you'll be rid of that. But, but pretentious, well, yeah. Grandiose sometimes for sure. And also, yeah, also earnest and kind of, yeah, in, in, in still in pursuit of, you know, those, those early beliefs, you know, to be a man of the world, but not this one. That pursuit led Bono to become a highly visible activist. So red is about, you know, red is the color of emergency, yes. We met recently at Red, an organization he co-founded to raise funds to treat and prevent AIDS in sub-Saharan Africa. This, this office is, these are salespeople for the idea that where you live should not decide whether you live. Red partners with major corporations and has helped distribute some $700 million to date. It's part of his 20-year-old One campaign, which enlists people from all walks of life, individuals, philanthropists, celebrities, to lobby world leaders to support programs to fight global poverty and diseases. You've got fame. It's a kind of currency. Spend it well, you know, not just getting a nice seat in a restaurant, which is also nice. But, you know, see what you can do with it. You've got a spotlight and you know see where you can shine it so we started to learn that activism can really lead to actions and i've come up with this term in the book which i thought i'd made up but it's in the dictionary actualism i said i'm, I'm you know i'm not i'm not an idealist i'm an actualist i want to get stuff done i'm pragmatic i work with the left and the right you know you don't have to agree on everything if the one thing you agree on is important enough. Earlier this year, he and guitarist The Edge performed in a subway station in Kiev at the invitation of President Zelensky. Last spring, he accepted the Fulbright Prize for International Understanding. You see, rock and roll, if it's anything, it's the sound of liberation. Political, spiritual, sexual, it's liberation. And tied the power of music to the very idea of freedom. You might swap out the word freedom for the word liberation. I think we're all agreed on the concept. And we're all agreed... That it's not just under siege in Ukraine, now is it? Democracy, did you ever think in your life, Jeffrey, that democracy would be in the dark, having to explain itself to a jury that's not sure? The world is now dividing into mm -hmm. autocracies and democracies. Freedom is on trial. Mm -hmm. And we have to demonstrate now what freedom can do, what it, what it can accomplish, that we are with, you know, these amazing countries in Africa, you know, there'll be, I think a third of all the world's youth will be in the continent of Africa by 2050. Innovative, smart, genius, brilliant pe peoples. We want to show them this is the direction, not 
the direction of lies and propaganda and autocracies. Freedom in political life, freedom in rock and roll. In his book and in conversation, Bono, a son of Dublin, makes it clear how much he's learned from his experiences in this country. But when I asked about his own motivations, he cited the great Irish poet Seamus Heaney. Heaney, I think, you know, he used to speak about, it's in the Republic of Conscience, creeping privilege. Creeping privilege. What does it mean? We've been given this life, you know, and it just, the only way through the privilege is to give thanks for it, to be grateful, um, but just not to expect it, challenge it. And people have this relationship they've given you. You don't have to have the same worries as them. They're, they're buying your albums, buying your tickets, buying your book. In return, their angle is, you know, just to make sure that you give us the best of you. And I feel kind of haunted a little bit and hunted, you might say, by that feeling of just not wanting to, to blow this. Meantime, he says, there's plenty more music to come for you, too. And Bono himself is on the road singing and talking of his new memoir, Surrender. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm Jeffrey Brown in New York. Oh, yeah. So, I love some of the music. In, and if, like I said, if they come after me, they come after me in a, in a wonderful way. And um, that's Bono. That band, if you think about it, for 42 years in terms of making it what they, I mean, oh my goodness. What a, what a crazy thing to, uh, to uh, just um, be able to say is that for 40 years they have been a unit and, and, they've, and they've fought and they've, you know, I love what The Edge he once said, he said, you know, um, when Bono goes and does his stuff, it's like the band is no longer a four-legged table. So they need him to, you know, all four of them. All four of them are very important. They they don't do solo stuff. So there's that clip of Bono on um, Stephen Colbert doing a solo version of With or Without You. And, and it's beautiful, but it's in, and it's in an awkward kind of state because that's a U2 song. You don't have Adam Clayton on bass. You don't have The Edge on guitar. You don't have Larry Mullen Jr. on drums. And you don't have Bono singing it in the bluesy. I mean, Bono has got a lot of blues and a lot of soul in that voice. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to reading Surrender. Um, 40 songs, one story by Bono in it. I believe is already out. And so that's the Dr. Zeus film podcast talking about someone who he's, he's been in films. He was in across the universe where he played kind of a Ken Kesey kind of character. And, um, and of course you too, a band that has thrived and climbed for 42 years and say what you will about them. Some people, yeah, they think they're self-righteous. They think they're silly. Bono can still sing. You can't say that about a lot of other bands where you can see it. The wheels are starting to full, fall off. 
Um, but with you two, oh, there's still a well-oiled machine. That's probably the only time I've ever disagreed with Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins is such a great activist and punk rock and author, but he doesn't like you two, and that always kind of bothered me. I was like, okay, all right. I disagree with him on that. As does, I'm sure, Michael Stipe of REM. So that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Unpleasant dreams.